Hello, friends. I'm Lisa Colondile, and this is Spark My Muse. You're listening to Soul School Lesson 280, Below Flux. Pardon my voice today. I am recovering from a cold, some kind of flu, and I've recently returned from Puerto Rico where I was there for a month. This is a time of flux. My time in Puerto Rico was one of the hardest trips I've ever taken. It was filled with some joy, but also a lot of very difficult work, physically, mentally, emotionally. I had some very trying interactions. My computer screen was damaged through extreme heat. And there were just some pressures that were there that weren't there before on my previous trips to Puerto Rico to volunteer. So coming back, I had a lot to sort out and decompress from or debrief from. And coming back, I was inundated with news of the Palestinian-Israeli war that feels like a dramatic entry into possibly a third world war and the killing of many innocent lives. My daughter is home from school with some of her own concerns, and it just feels like a lot. Everybody has an opinion about this horror happening in the Middle East, and I don't feel drawn to add to the cacophony of it. I don't feel like expressing myself will add much. I feel drawn to silence below the flux, drawn into the mysteries. Some of you may know that I consider myself a contemplative. I don't go into that too often and what that personally means, but it really revolves around the idea that I desire to sink into the mysteries that are often ineffable. My friend Carl McCollman, who I had on recently to talk about his book, The New Big Book of Christian Mysticism, An Essential Guide to Contemplative Spirituality, he writes some things that I think, lend themselves to what I'm speaking about today. On page 27, he says, Mysticism, whether Christian or otherwise, can never adequately be put into words, although there are many different dimensions to mysticism and many different ways to tell the story of the mystical life. This stubborn fact, this inability to describe it adequately with words, in other words, the ineffability of mysticism, holds true in all the stories and all the dimensions. So, with a spirit of gentle humility, we must begin our discussion of mysticism with an honest recognition that it can never be fully described or precisely defined. And I'll speak to that and say that my approach to life begins this way. It hasn't always been this way, but this is the path I'm on right now. On page 28, Carl says, To begin with, love is not something that can be pinned down to a specific point in space and time. Love is a spiritual reality that can never be defined, enclosed, or captured. Mysticism, the spirituality of the embodiment of divine love, likewise, cannot be quantified or classified. Its essence simply cannot be contained in human language. Indeed, not even by the most sublime reaches of human thought. We can use language to evoke mysticism, to allude to it, 
to point to it to create poetic metaphors or analogies about it that ring true, but these linguistic interpretations are ultimately like attempts to empty the ocean with a teaspoon. Like God or spirituality or heaven, mysticism takes us beyond what the most eloquent and poetic language can ever express. It pushes you to the limits of your imagination and then says, take another step and another and another. Mysticism invites us beyond the normal boundaries of human thought, logic, rationality, and knowing. It takes us beyond the limits of philosophy, theology, psychology, and science. This may sound like a flight of fancy, a kind of spiritual make-believe, but mysticism points to something that countless witnesses in cultures all across the world and in every age from the dawn of recorded history insist is utterly real maybe even more real than the universe and consciousness we inhabit without a second thought. It doesn't take an expert in etymology to figure out that the word mysticism is related to the word mystery. Perhaps we can use our earthly language to catch tiny glimpses of that heaven-sent something, that mystery, that great visionaries and saints describe as an embodied relationship with God. Maybe your heart will register a thrill of recognition as you read their writings, giving you some sense of what mysticism is. But, like love in a bottle, as soon as you try to put it into your own words, mysticism unfolds itself into a variety of paradoxes and seemingly contradictory truths that leave you as confused and befuddled as before. Mysticism is the awakening of the soul to the reality of the presence of God, according to the Russian spiritual writer Valentin Tomberg. In other words, mysticism, at least Christian mysticism, means having a relationship with the God who is present. Indeed, this is the bedrock principle. But when it comes to some non-Christian forms of mysticism, like Zen Buddhism or Taoism, God is not part of the equation at all. In these traditions, it is possible to be a mystic and an atheist, or at least an agnostic. Then again, some of the most profound Christian mystics talk about how unknowable God is. How can you have a relationship with something or someone who is fundamentally unknowable? And yet, that is where mysticism takes you. So why do I speak about mysticism and knowing an unfathomable God at this point is because the confusions of this world, the problems and the horrors of this world are so confusing and befuddling and upsetting that I don't have any answers. I sink down into the mystery. I sink down into the reality that is love that holds the world together. And no matter how much people hate each other or try to rip each other apart and tear apart all that is good in the world, the reality that I sink into can be found in silence, can be found in rest. It can be found in a quiet knowing. It can be found in becoming a non-anxious presence and a witness to what's happening in the world. Not separating from the world, but being able to hold space 
for everything that is happening while not drowning in it. I don't have the answers for the violence, the hostilities and the wars. They are terribly heartbreaking. Innocent lives lost, death and destruction and disease crush my heart. And to carry on, I sink deeply into the mysteries, deeply into the really real and what holds all things together, which is love, mercy, forgiveness, hope, joy, all the things we sense at a very deep level when we're connected with other people, when we sense we're accepted, when we know that we are home. And there are times when we get disconnected from those things. The news, the media, the hypervigilance, the talking points, the continual back and forth that adds to the chaos and the insanity of warfare only brings distress. And so I ask that you settle down into peace, that you do not consume a diet that shows violence and hostility, that you redouble your efforts to connect in loving ways with animals, with nature, with people, that you find restoration for your soul. I hope all these things for you. I hope them for myself as well. And until we meet again in another episode, I wish you blessing and peace. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.